Welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We are glad that you are with us tonight. Um, We have been talking, and we started last week, and we're continuing this. We're talking about organization this month, and um, how do you get your homeschool organized? And tonight, we're we're getting away from the bins and the baskets, (laughs) and we are looking into tech. And my guest tonight is Meryl Vandermeer. I hope I said that right. (laughs) Anything close works. Close <laughs> um, so welcome, Mira. I'm so excited to have you here tonight with us. It's great to be here. Yeah. I Now, I was a, a guest on Meryl's podcast, and now she gets a turn to, to flip around and talk about um, what she does and talks about the most is technology. And um, she, I'll, I'll have you explain explain a little bit about, but she has a whole podcast about homeschooling with technology. So, um, but um, just to get us started, Meryl, I would love for you to just um, introduce yourself to our audience, um, who you are, what you do, what, why you're passionate about technology <laughs> and homeschooling, <laughs> how that fits together. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you can hear from my accent that I'm I'm not a native-born American. <laughs> I'm actually South African, and we moved to the U.S. in 2003, looking for a um, a better life, like all immigrants to the U.S. Mm. Uh, children were then between the ages of three and twelve, and the older three had all been at private or public schools in South Africa and had never intended homeschooling. Mm. And the problem was that we got here in January and you're in the middle of your school year and we right. just finished ours. Uh-huh. So we decided instead of putting the kids straight into school and it would be awkward and mm-hmm. they just had so much to learn that we just homeschool because we heard it was a big thing in the U.S. Yeah. We'd homeschool <laughs> for a few months and then they would join in the schools in the fall. Well, of course, that never happened. We all fell in love with homeschooling. And in fact, we let our kids vote on it. And everybody wanted to stay homeschooling, even though I didn't know what I was doing at the beginning and sort of muddled along. Mm -hmm. And so I homeschooled the oldest three from from that stage all the way through high school. And they all graduated as homeschoolers. My youngest one decided she'd never been in a a real school. And so Mm -hmm. when she got to high school, she decided to abandon me. And she was also, (laughs) it's five years difference between her and her next sibling. So she is better also when she's sort of in a classroom and has uh, responsibility to somebody else. And Mm so... Eventually, so she she went off. So I have all the kids have actually done both. So I've seen both sides of things. But I fall in love with the homeschool world. So mm. the deal was she could go to school, but I was going to stay homeschooling and other people's kids. Because <laughs> yes. by that stage, I had been teaching at our local co-op for a long time, and I'd started an online business as well, teaching online. Yeah. And I very involved in our local homeschool uh, support group. And I, to this day, still coach the Science Olympiad team and the Quiz Bowl team. In fact, tomorrow we are on TV. It's a, the main event is a televised quiz competition. We have our taping tomorrow morning. But that's sort of how I got into it. And the tech side of things, well, I am a programmer. So that was my my job before I became a homeschool mm-hmm. mom, before I, in fact, I became a mom at all. Uh, after I graduated college, I couldn't find anything to use my English and German that I'd majored in. And okay. I had, but I said, I did already know how to code. Um, I'd done mm. it at school and 
my my dad had sort of encouraged that and got us computers mm-hmm. as soon as they came into the into South Africa, yes, and so yes. <laughs> my dad did the same thing. <laughs> so we'd actually my husband and I because we met at college we were teaching computer classes to make money. Uh, we'd seen all these computer mm-hmm. camps and we'd visited the US because we had visited the US, and so we came back and tried that same idea back in South Africa and actually got into TV because of it because we were the first ones in South Africa to do it. Wow. And so I guess tech has had been, you know, part of my life then from then on. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, you know, my husband then was in a tech company and my kids have always been very techy. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of followed along. I'm the least tech person in the family. <laughs> And my husband will still laugh at me when I'll like be struggling with something, just like, you know, turning the flashlight on my phone and he'll go, now, tell me about that podcast you have. What is its name again? (laughs) (laughs) But I did realize that technology was the future. And Mm -hmm. so I introduced Mm -hmm. a lot of tech into my own homeschool. And then I think really my kids kind of ran with it themselves. They probably taught me a lot. And I've just stayed in that. And a lot of the podcasts I listen to are other teachers who share their tips and et cetera and what they're doing at school. And so I just ended up knowing more and more about that. And when I started thinking about doing a podcast, it seemed that that was a niche that there wasn't anything. There was at one point one podcast on it and that has since stopped and nobody else was focusing on that area. So it Mm. seemed like a good spot for me. Yeah, well, it's um, it's allowing you to look into your passions and use them and um, keeping the homeschool community, even though your kids are not anymore. No, no, um, I'm an empty nest. I've <laughs> been an empty nest for quite a few years, but yeah. I still think of myself as a homeschooler. So. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yes, I know. I have one year left and, and uh, I will still continue to stay in the homeschool <laughs> marketplace when my kids are gone too. <laughs> So. My friends are all homeschoolers. And of course, yeah. say, you know, because I keep teaching, mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by students, homeschool students. So, right. um, yeah. So, yeah. Now, um, for for those of us that tend to do the pen and paper thing, I brought both of my planners because... <laughs> Okay, it'll be worth good laugh. I am techie, but for some reason... I use a lot of pen and paper. Um, so, you know, what what benefits are there for for parents who are saying, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just going to stick with that pen and paper thing," but but um, kind of get us thinking that maybe there's some tech that might be helpful. And, yeah. And- so I still do things on pen and pa- with pen and paper too. So mm-hmm. I definitely don't think it's just something that you have to throw out. And the whole concept of technology is it's meant to make your life easier and better. Mm-hmm. So okay. if it's not, then there isn't a point for it. Mm-hmm. So despite the fact I use a lot of tech, I, there are still pens and paper everywhere. And I'm still one of those who likes an old fashioned book in my hands. Yes. <laughs> <So>, I'm <laughs> a techie. I, so th- there are always limits to tech and sometimes tech can take you longer than it's worth. So I will mm. still often during the day, just have like a, a to-do list just for like the day or like a packing list or something that's specific. And I will just yes. like make it on pen and paper and just cross it off. Mm. So I'm not saying that you should abandon pen and paper if it works for you, but here are some things to consider. First of all, you can take whatever you have done wherever you go. And Mm -hmm. it means that when you are in a secondhand bookstore and you are thinking now, what are all those, the books that I'm needing for my kids for next semester? You have it. 
because mm-hmm. if you've got if you've got everything synced and you've got apps and on your phone that mm-hmm. sync up with me because I prefer to work on my desktop I'm getting old and my eyes are older so <laughs> I, but it's still nice to have those apps so when I'm out and I'm thinking about it, I'm like mm-hmm. oh I can still access it yeah. if you've got everything planned and pen and paper and you weren't expecting to stop at that place mm-hmm. or whatever it is and you didn't take it with you you now can't remember now which Saxon was I needing or whatever it is you know it's, right. it's so it's it's portable because it's it's all on your phone um and you know I just use it for my shopping lists mm-hmm. just my ordinary grocery I, I use a thing called any list which um it also it, by the way this is not di- directly homeschool organization but seeing as everybody has to eat I know the other yes, apps exactly. I think any list is just is just on um on on, on iPhones but you mm-hmm. get other ones and they're free I mean everything I'm telling you about tonight by the way is free um that may have paid plans, but I'm a big believer in free. <laughs> Watch as my kids all became teens. And of course they're forever like, you know, running out of their favorite food stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody had the app on their phone and oh. they would then add what they needed from the store or they needed something for the science experiment. You know, they needed red cabbage mm-hmm. to do those indicator experiments, whatever they would <laughs> right. put it on there. And then when I went to the store, I, you know, if I went and they were out or whatever, I didn't have to be trying to text them and raise them because I knew what they needed. It was on that. Also, if my husband was wow. stopping off at the store on the way home, cause he was picking up something, he didn't have to say, well, what do you guys need? He knew because he had the app. Okay. So that's a, um, um, so getting yourself a shopping list, which wasn't even on my list of things I was going to mention today, is very useful organization of your eating <laughs> well, habits. You must need it to mention it for somebody out there. So, so anyway, there, uh, you know, it's, it's just great because it's, it's everybody's accessing the same thing and, you yeah. know, you've got it. But that's, that's one of the things. You can't lose it. So now yours are big and they probably won't lose mm-hmm. it. But I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that has to work at being tidy and organized. Mm. And so um, I'm one of those who will have sat there with a paper planner and then doesn't know where I put it. Okay. You know, whereas if it's on my computer, it's, you know, I, I have got fairly organized to knowing where things are. I, I've been mm-hmm. reasonably good about organizing my files and things. But even if I've misfiled it, I can search and find what exactly. I'm looking at. Yes. It's and a whole lot easier searching on my computer than it is searching through my house mm-hmm. um, to see where, you know, I've gotten to it's it. The next reason is it's easy to share with other people. So I've just actually used a great example, the shopping app, but there are various other tools that you can share. Now, you may want to share this with another homeschool parent. You may be planning playdates or whatever. Mm -hmm. Google Calendar is a great way, you know, something to use, something like that, Mm -hmm. where you've got a shared calendar. But there are many of these, almost everything I think I'm talking about today is you can actually share with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so, which is not the same thing as having to make hundreds of copies of whatever you've got. Yes. And then every time you make a change, um, mm-hmm. you know, then you're going to have to like re-give everybody the next schedule. Whereas if it's all, you know, on, on Google Drive somehow, mm-hmm. the schedule changes, everybody's changes automatically. So that saves yes, you. Gives them alerts. You don't even have to send the message. Exactly. And um, another reason to to do it is that it's it's easy to to um, use with your kids. So Mm. as they're getting older and you wanted to share a schedule with your kid, like you planning out their week for them or you wanting them to Mm. share their week, you can share with each other. And obviously, if you've got a five or six year old, I hope they're not. They don't have phones and you know, (laughs) that's not the idea at this point, but as they're getting older is that you can actually, you can, you can work with them and it's easy to share. Mm -hmm. 
And then it's easy to copy and reuse what you've done. So you've mm. got your whole planner then. I know you've only got one kid left. Now, if you've got younger kids and you've got the next one following two years later doing a very similar schedule, yeah. even if you kept your old paper schedules and the cat didn't eat it and, you know, right. and the baby threw up on it and all the rest, even if you actually still know where it is and you have it, you're going to have to hand copy all that. Yeah. Whereas if it's mm-hmm. digital – there's always easy ways just to copy and tweak it. Mm. And that saves you a lot of time. Uh, And even if you're moving like from a ninth grader to a 10th grader, there's still probably going to be a lot of overlap, even for the same child Mm. to Mm -hmm. just copy their schedule. And so you don't have to start from scratch. So I find that a lot of what I do, I'm copying old things and Mm. just tweaking, you know, even when teaching at co-op, I I reteach the classes. I just go and find my old schedule. All I have to do is change Mm -hmm. the dates. I don't have to read, do anything you know it's all mm-hmm. there and I had it planned out and if I want to change up something I can but it's in front of me so those are some of the reasons that I would suggest that you consider moving away from paper and if mm-hmm. those aren't uh, good reasons for you then you probably need to keep the paper <laughs> you know but because I'm you know I, I agree sometimes honestly it's it's quicker and easier to do the paper so you, mm-hmm. you know if none of those reasons applies then don't change what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Well, you've convinced me because, um, yes, I, there are many times that paper is just not um, the best solution. And I love that that um, thing you pointed out, too, about the ability to share, because um, as you have older kids, that ability to communicate and and to share um, information and like lists that um, becomes really important because they're off at jobs and they're doing other things. Your schedules are so mishmash um, that sometimes you get to say hello and sometimes you don't. <laughs> so, right. So at least that way you're connected through tech and sharing important information. That's great. Um, I do want to let our viewers know we have people joining us live. Um, If you want to be part of this conversation, if you have questions about tech, I know um, Meryl is going to be sharing us with us some examples of of things too on the screen. So if you um, you have a question as you're looking and watching her share those things, definitely make sure you make comments in the feed. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, um, Facebook, or Periscope, um, you can comment in any of those places, and we see all those. So um, so we want to welcome you and I'm um, just welcome you to be part of this conversation. So, um, so what if we aren't tech savvy? <laughs> because there, um, you know, I think we were talking before the show too, is that there's a lot of fear about, um, well, I just don't know if I can do this. And that just seems so overwhelming to learn something new, um, to maybe save me time in the end, but, but can I get over that hurdle? So, so what kind of advice do you have? Well, first of all, you've got to talk to yourself and talk yourself out of that fear. I understand it. Mm. Coming on this, I never used StreamYard before. So uh-huh. even though I'm thinking like, okay, it's probably not that hard. It's just unknown. And despite mm-hmm. the fact I'm theoretically techie and I have a whole podcast about tech, there's a little like, oh, I'm going to be using a new technology tonight. Mm-hmm. And I just had to say to myself, you'll be okay. <laughs> so you have to kind of talk yourself off the ledge. That's, <laughs> yes, that's a good way to put it. 
And then there's, there's a number of things. I think it's actually good for your kids to watch you learning something that's out of your comfort zone. Oh, you model yes. for them. So I'm big about the whole idea of, you know, the growth mentality and, mm. and a growth mindset. And the fact that your kids need to see you trying and failing and trying again because, yeah. you know, pr- plus they'll also enjoy laughing at you and helping you because <laughs> exactly. they're probably going to be better than you. <laughs> but it's, it's important that they see that you're not scared to try something even though Mm -hmm. you know that you're not so good at it. Tech is our world. And so, you know, if you have realized that this is probably going to be better for you, it's only going to get more and more techy as life goes on. I remember all my family had iPhones Mm -hmm. and I did not because the kids were kind of all teens by this stage or my youngest Mm -hmm. probably wasn't yet, but the rest of them all had and my husband had. And I didn't. And I was quite happy with my phone and I was completely overwhelmed with the concept of Mm. trying to use this phone I know it sounds ridiculous but I I was and I forced myself to say I'd like I'd like an iPhone too because Mm. I realized if I didn't get in on it fast as every year went by I was going to struggle more and more and so I knew that and that's the same thing every year that you don't try integrating tech into your homeschool and into your life Mm -hmm. is a year you fall further behind and I'm going to tell you a little story now Mm. to explain why in fact Tomorrow, my podcast coming out tomorrow is literally called um, Take Time to Save Time with Technology. And it came out of my total frustration with what happened with me a few weeks ago. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I coach our Science Olympia team, as I mentioned, and everything went virtual this year. Yes. And Mm -hmm. Science Olympiad National developed a fantastic online system. So Science Olympiad, you do written tests and lab tests. Now, obviously, we couldn't do the lab work, et cetera. So they just kind of went down to just ordinary tests. But kids take tests in pairs. So there's always like two on each event. There's 23 different events, and they study Mm -hmm. up front, and then you take the tests together, normally sitting side by side. Now, of course, the whole thing's virtual. So they created Mm -hmm. this fantastic system where you could sit in your own bedroom and take the test with your buddy who could be, you know, 15, 20 miles away. Hmm. And they're working on the same test and it was like a chat feature. And plus they, you could like also just get on Zoom yourselves and talk it through as you went. And so we did a lot of invitationals, which are just kind of friendly events all over the country um, to practice. And then our regional came around. Well, our regional director is a slightly older gentleman and it came out that he's very daunted by tech. Mm. And so um, he's a chemistry professor at one of the local community colleges, and he's been the state director for a long time. And he was sent a copy of this fantastic tool that actually works really easily. And and I not only did it as a coach watching the kids use it, but I also ran events and one of my other coaches doing it. It's easy on the back end. So it's mm-hmm. easy to use. Mm-hmm. But he just looked at it. It looked overwhelming. And so he decided he didn't want to use it. Mm. And instead, he decided to use Zoom and Google Forms to run the whole event from. Well, you can't work together on a Google Form from miles apart. Mm. And he also just didn't think of the limitations of everybody because everybody had to be in a Zoom room together and there were too many. And the Zooms only took out. There were just so many tech issues which had been thought through and worked out Mm -hmm. in the system that they created. But because he was unfamiliar, he chose to go a different route, Mm. which I won't even start to tell you all the problems we had. It could make an entire sitcom, a few actually, a series. (laughs) We would all laugh afterwards, but it was just one of those, I've never been so exhausted. It was spread over two different Saturdays. It was awful Mm. because he didn't take the time 
to have a good look at a new technology and learn it. And so, you know, it's eventually you will get better at it. You know, Mm -hmm. start on something easy and, uh, you know, don't jump into something hugely difficult. Find something that a friend knows. Find a YouTube tutorial to walk you through it, literally to do it. Mm -hmm. And you'll get better. And I teach a computer applications class to teens. And at the beginning, I take them really slowly. And every time we introduce a new tech, I do videos or I share good YouTube ones if there really are some or I make them or whatever it is. And we go through it carefully. By the second semester, I'm just throwing at them, okay, now we're going to be making this and we're going to use this. And I say nothing. And Mm. the interesting thing is I've never had a student come and say, where are the videos? Or why aren't you showing us how to do it anymore? Ah. And I just, I've just slowly moved from handholding to here's new technology, learn it. Mm -hmm. And they just do. Yeah. And it's it's a case that it you will get better at it. At the beginning, mm-hmm. you can find it, there's plenty of ways to find things to hold your hands and to walk alongside you. As I say, YouTube is fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and then you'll just over time just get better and better, and you know less daunted. Don't try and change everything at once. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite podcasters, um, she's a school teacher down in Georgia, and she always says, "Innovate like a turtle. <laughs> you know, go slowly." <laughs> Yes. So her name's Vicky Davis. Anybody else wants to go? She's a cool cat teacher, so let's give her a little shout out. So oh, she's it's her, cool. her things are great, yeah. and so that's what I would suggest is you know add it little bit by little bit. Yes, uh, yeah, it, it's amazing because so much tech operates with the same type of buttons or the same right. type of um, the, the, the feeling, the interface yeah. behind it is is so similar in so many. There, mm-hmm. Once you kind of get oh this is mm-hmm. what that word means. Mm-hmm. or that button is for and so or this they use a similar type of a button for for adding I know we just opened a new platform and I had to learn that whole new platform in a month and, and I was like oh this is daunting but I already do our 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 website and it was like oh this really isn't that hard this is actually easier than the website <laughs> right but um but yeah it is it is daunting so um but but I love that yes the more you do the, the, the easier it gets. So that's, that's great encouragement for our, our listeners. Um, so, you know, a lot of times with, with homeschool, we're, we're thinking of keeping track of things that um, we, we want to use and um, maybe just, you know, hold on to, like you were talking about the book list for later. And I know you have some, some tech that you want to share with us. And um, so, so what, would, what would help us with um, that kind of? Okay, so the one thing is that I'm sure that most people listening in will start to plan the year throughout the year, you know, yes. Sammy, you know, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be wandering around and you'll be, you'll land on a website or you'll see something on Facebook shared and you'll think, Oh, that looks like it might be good for my kids mm-hmm. for next year or the following year. Or like me, I'm teaching still at co-op. So mm-hmm. I'm constantly looking for sort of ideas and now what to do with it. Well, you can't, I mean, you could just bookmark, but that's going mm-hmm. to get really overwhelming. So what I like to use is a thing called Evernote, Mm. which um, is a online filing system. So it's just the same idea where you would have one of those, you know, 
filing systems where you have different um, compartments for different things. And in fact, you can have compartments within compartments in this and you can take your item and you can put it in. So you have what they call them. um, You have notes, which you put inside notebooks and you can stack notebooks together. So, uh, you know, for instance, I have, um, if we're going summer vacation somewhere and we often travel abroad, I might have, you know, summer 2021 as, as my big notebook inside there. Let's say we're going to Austria, Switzerland and Germany, I would have each of those as separate ones inside. And then the cool thing is they have a little clipper. So if you're using Chrome, I'm not sure if they have them in others. I like Chrome um, because I like little extensions. So it has a little Mm -hmm. clipper. And so you're on the website and you think, oh, that's a cool idea. Mm -hmm. Let's remember that. You just clip it and you tell it which notebook to put it in. So there's like a drop down menu that you choose Mm -hmm. from and you put that into that notebook. And of course, you can just go onto Evernote whenever I want to, and I can retrieve it. And for free, you can have two devices synced. So I have my phone, I have my phone and my laptop. So I don't use my iPad because I don't really use it much on my iPad, because those are the two Mm -hmm. things that, that I can share from either way. And it's great for vacation planning, for, you know, putting together. So like if you're thinking of curriculum for a specific child, you might have a different Mm -hmm. one for each child or for different subjects. Um, And you just literally, even if it's something that's going to be two, three years time, you put them all in there. And I, and I just do it in a completely disorganized fashion. I just drop everything in. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And then, and then uh, when it comes to like, okay, I'm planning my class or whatever else, or Mm -hmm. planning our trip or I would just then go and pull it up and go, okay, what all do I have? And start to go through all those different links. You can, you can also, you can clip from, even from your emails, you can, you can actually clip parts of text or you can clip, um, you know, so it's like these all different kind of versions that you can do, but it's really easy. Want I can, I think that was the one I I think that's the one I kept. Is that what I did? Did I do trail? I think I did Evernote. Yes. Now you can use this in a very cool fashion. So now can I go, okay, here's me. I don't have any stream bar before. So if I go onto it, can you now see me moving around? Yes, I, I can see. Oh, okay, uh-huh. there we go. That's great. Okay. So um, here you can see you've got your notebooks. And when you want to add a new notebook, you just literally put a new notebook in. I don't even use the tags and all that. And you can chat with hmm. people. You can share it with people. Um, you can make and then notes are the ones, things you put inside notebooks. I use it in a very simplistic fashion. And that's the other thing. You don't have to use every tool to its nth degree. Mm -hmm. So my oldest daughter really uses Evernote and she has the paid version. She's she's now teaching at a college in um, the Netherlands. And uh, she actually has been on my podcast and she's gone into some of the ways she uses it. But here you can see these are all my different notebooks. Um, criminals is, is a class I teach just in case you're wondering. <laughs> you're, you're not driving people. <laughs> I do history criminals. I know. It's it's like, you know. And I mean, you can see I even use it for gift ideas. Um, mm. I've taught a government class, different types of graphic creators, you know. Um, I've been doing some talks on growth mindsets in the past. So whatever I've got here, I, you know, I just, I just, you know, store all these things. And then when you go into it, okay, college prep, it's another one. When I go into that, this one hasn't got very much stuff. I've only got two items in there. There's just mm-hmm. two. But I can then move between those and see which one, which, you know, what what I want. And um, then I can go and look at my other notebooks. And so we have a Sprinter van that's got more things in it now. And here's where it's one's inside the other one. I have Sprinter van. I've got van life and I've got travels. I actually have two different notebooks in there. We um, got a sprinter van uh, during COVID so we could still move around. Mm-hmm. So you can see um, van 
yeah, so this is the van life travels. And then I have the other one as well, which is somewhere further back. So now I'm losing it here. It's actually all about the things to put inside it. Okay. See, yeah. I'm, and you see, the thing is like, you just, you know, they've just changed the interface. So this all looks different okay. to me again. <laughs> so I was like, where am I looking here? But really all I use is this notebook and that, and what I wanted to show you is, okay, I'm just going to kind of go to the StreamYard one now. So here's Google Sheets. But now if I wanted to share this, to save Google Sheets onto Evernote. So now you can see me clicking on my little elephant at the top here. Can oh, you yeah. see it? Mm -hmm. Is it now working? And yeah. now you can see, do you want to do the article, simplified article, full page bookmark, screenshots? I just want to bookmark it. And then it, it guesses that I'm probably going to want to put this in computer fundamentals, which was my old name for my computer applications, which is correct. If I was going to share Google Sheets, but if I thought, no, 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 I actually want it to be under contests, then I can change it to contests. And then all I do is click on save clip and it's in there. So it's ridiculously easy to actually just save things. And, you know, if you're out and about and a friend tells you about something, you can pull out your phone and pull up Evernote and you can let, you can type in your own as well. It doesn't have to all be clipped. Okay. You know, you can also copy and paste if you're not on, uh, on, um, uh, on, um, uh, if you're not using your laptop and you don't want to use Chrome, you know, if you're using mm -hmm. something else, you can actually do that as well. So, okay, let me unshare again. I can do that. To, can you do that? Okay. And show me. So that's so that's Evernote. Um, the other one which I had up there, you're probably familiar with Google Sheets. Mm -hmm. And you know, I use it to track things like purchasing things, like planning out. If I know what I'm doing, I would have planned out and I would use um, a different sheet. So within one Google Sheet, you've always tabs at the bottom. So I would yep. use a different mm -hmm. one for like each child. Oh, and then I would and then I would have, mm -hmm. say, columns that I would have have which I you know or you know so if you can have more than if it's just one item it's fine but you can either use columns or just like lists and whatever and put down the different subjects you're going to have and what curriculum you want and you can start to like note things like what you have to purchase and then you can have um, a mm -hmm. checkbox as you do each one of them and I, I now have a whole thing like that organizing my online classes because I have to mm. publish the modules ahead of time and I have right. to go and check all the broken links because that's the negative about having very techy. My online classes are very techy and, um, <laughs> and mm -hmm. so I have to check always before I publish, but I have little check boxes now. So I have all the lists of my classes, each mm -hmm. module, and then I have I check my check boxes as I go through to see what I've done. So you have the same kind of thing where you can actually like have a little check box to make sure that you've okay, you've bought this and check it off. You can also, mm -hmm. if you're using budgets, you can you can have a budget on the side there, and you can actually put in how much you've spent on each item, so you can see how oh, are you doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can keep track of you know if you and your husband have decided we can spend a thousand dollars this year, and you sort of planned it out. You can see, oh gee, I'm running out. I think I'm going to have to use the library for some things. Mm -hmm. I better start looking through used curriculum or whatever else. But you can you can plan things so much better now, and because Sheets allows you to add <laughs> very easily, yes. you just you can sum up and you can see that difference. And again, mm -hmm. I use Google Sheets in a very limited fashion. I add things, I subtract things, and I put things down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I use it all the time. I don't think the day goes by when I don't use it and I'm not doing anything fancy. There are no fancy formulas. Um, it's, it's how I work out. I, I, I use teaching assistants in my classes to help me grade. And so I work out how much I, I owe them. I just keep track. Everybody has their own spreadsheet and that's, mm. you know, how I just do it and keep track as to when I paid them and put dates and things. It's just so easy to make columns. I, that's also how I do birthday gifts, Christmas, 
I have columns for each kid and I have the approximate value so that I end up with knowing that I spent about the same on each child. <laughs> and um, so that I also can remember who I've actually bought things for because especially as it now starts to be spouses and things, it starts to get tricky. Right. So it's, but the other cool thing it's useful for is keeping track of what you do in your homeschool. Now you can keep grades. Now you could use something like homeschool tracker. I used, there was in my day a free version of homeschool tracker and that's actually what I use. So you can use, um, you know, the, the, I know that's that one that, and I know that works, mm-hmm. but you can get away with not spending anything and just doing it on Google Sheets where you just keep track of the different grades and then mm-hmm. you sum them together and you use that to keep track of how much they're doing. But you also need, especially when they get to high school, and you should encourage them to keep track of things like service hours. There are a number of scholarships that ask you how many hours. Well, you've got your youngest, so you must know this if you've been through the scholarship mm-hmm. route. They want to know how many hours you've spent. Things like Elks. Elks needs to know all that kind of thing, the Elks MVP scholarships. Then um, when you're applying for college, they will sometimes ask, you know, what did you do over the past summers? So you want to keep track of what they're doing, workshops they've attended, any sort of honors they've achieved. And believe me, you might think that that great thing they did in ninth grade you'll never forget. I remember sitting down with my oldest son and we did 4-H we did techie 4-H, very techie 4-H, but we did 4-H and we used, and the umbrella school we used, because we're in a state to use umbrella schools if you want, they mm. made us do a portfolio every year, which was the bane of our existence until mm. we had to sit down and actually fill out those applications. Oh, and I remember wow. he thought he'd put in everything he had. And then I was looking through, I think his 4-H one. And I'm like, your team came second or third at first Lego league at state. He's like, no, not that yet. I'm like, yeah, it's all, no. And he, I'm like, look, mm. we have it all down. <laughs> yeah. And he really thought it was the year before. He did not realize it was mm. his ninth grade year. And I'm like, no, you actually guys did really well. And they won medal awards. And, and he was the main programmer of the robot. So it was something mm. it did look good. Yeah. And so we would never remember it. So you want to keep mm-hmm. track when they hit ninth grade. Start yes. to keep track of everything mm-hmm. they do. And there again, if you have a shared um, spreadsheets that you're sharing with your child, either of you can update it. And obviously, you know, as they're getting older, you want to teach them responsibility and they mm-hmm. need to sort of keep track. And you can, again, then have different tabs, you know, one to keep track of, you know, the work hours where they're working, another one to keep tab on volunteer well, things. Idea. Yeah, just using the tabs for those, those different. Yeah, I just like to use, and as I say, the tech I use is very, um, uh, easy to use. I'm not using fancy bells and whistle stuff, which is why I kind of wanted to share and show you because <laughs> you can use all these in a very fancy way, mm-hmm. but I don't. And yet I find it extremely useful. So the last one I want to show you, so now I need to do the share again, yeah. is, okay, so stop screen name. Okay, share. Share screen is Trello. Now Trello, um, so I'm getting fast. You see, see how I'm getting faster at sharing. Yes, yep. <laughs> I'm just trying to prove my point here. So um, I have a million boards here just because it's one of the things I teach in my computer applications class. So the students have to share it with us. Again, this is something that you can share. You can see my main things are Science Olympiad all over the show. But um, mm-hmm. I do have one where I organize myself and that's where I organize my staff and then this is a um, a meal planner. Again, back to another side of homeschooling, you have to eat. I yes. share that with my, my daughters and I, because we all have our own homes now. We share this when we actually plan out our meals. But um, 
fairly easy to see is actually, let me get on to, what we use it for in Science Olympiad is probably the closest to what you would use these for. And again, I've actually had podcast episodes on this and um, it's something that I'm also, if people want to just reach out to me. Okay, so here's where, these are the Trello boards. Again, this has been a while since I've done everything. This is for my own things. I used to have a today, which is more like a, a week. Mm. But I will, you can see mine is just kind of like listed where, where I'm having a lot of things. But you can, mm. I'll go back to the other one and show you and hopefully it'll stay and color code it. But you can literally drag it across. If I'm like, okay, if I've done whatever that was, and you can see I'd, you pull it across oh, to your doing. Okay. Um, so if I'm, if I'm midway through something, it's going to take me a few days, I can put it under doing. And then I eventually mm. finish, you can put it under done. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have future things over here. Sometimes I have, um, let's get out of this. Sometimes I'll, oh, now it's taking me back to Science Olympiad. Mm-hmm. Can you still see my screen or yep. is it gone? Yep. Yeah, okay. we can see it. Yeah. Well, okay, so um, you could also have like things you have planned for the quarter, things for the month, things for the mm-hmm. week, and then mm-hmm. a day. And you can literally drag these things from one to the other. Oh, um, really nice. It's just really being glitchy today. It doesn't want to, see, this is the problem. Okay, now it's stopped doing it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it's doing this. It's normally play up. But so here's our Science Olympiad where I said you've got all these different tabs um you've got your different uh tasks under different lists these are each lists each these things and then inside that you put each of these things are cards and the cards can be moved around Hmm. and that's where you can drag them from one to the other and that's where here you've got what i was trying to explain earlier you you can like have a whole lot of different tasks for them to do and as they do it they check it off you can you can list your kids so sometimes we'll do it um you know, as topics with kids being the names like here and a Boomilever, we've got each kid as they have done what they were told to do, checks mm-hmm. off, they've done a speed build, they check the names off as they do it, um, yeah. as opposed to uh, you could otherwise have the kid's name at the top. And then all the lists that was, I was explaining mm-hmm. about, you'd have like math, etc. Mm-hmm. And it might look confusing, whatever, but there's just like so many different ways to do it. Uh, when I'm using the board for recipes, I literally just have our recipe system all up there. And so I share that with my daughters and mm-hmm. you see, we have all the different ideas um, mm-hmm. as to what we want. And then I like to make my own list that says our meals for the week. I didn't actually do it this week, but I actually use this most weeks. And then I just kind of go through and I drag each one. Um, we become the VDM oldies. Yeah. That's what they called us. <laughs> um, but you know, I'll, I'll drag it. So then like I'm done with the chicken fajitas and I go put it back. So sometimes mm-hmm. my daughter wants to make one. My daughter wants to make same things as me. And then she just makes a copy of the card. So she's got her okay. own one. But you can see you just literally like, you know, um, I just have them, I'll go through and think, okay, what should we do with turkey this week? What are we going to do with mm-hmm. chicken? And just move things around like that, which makes it so, so super easy. You can see here, I link to the recipes. That's another reason why I like this because then I don't have to remember all the recipes are. So oh, it's all yeah. just like linked mm-hmm. here. These are all the things that we like to use. And they can be color-coded. These are little tags there as well mm-hmm. um, just so that you can see. So sometimes, with especially on the kids, when we're doing on the Science Olympiad, we did, we'll do things like if it's a video or if it's a quiz or whatever, the mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Okay, it's nice because it's just drag and drop and you can see it and it really is. And you can just, you can configure it in so many ways so that it works for you and for your mm-hmm. kids. Um, and again, I said it's shared because it's on an app and you can find plenty of things um, on YouTube that will kind of walk you through it. And you, there's, it's, it's a lot more powerful. You can do lots of things with it. 
Hmm. But you can also just keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. It um, works light years better than Asana because that's what we use for project management. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I like I like Trello. And uh, so it's one of my kids introduced me to that too. And Evernote. So a lot of the things that I'm using, my, my children have used and they said, Oh, you know, you should use it. And then I immediately think, Ooh, this will work well for science Olympiad. And in fact, mm-hmm. it's going to say it works so well because we just, you know, we don't see, especially this year, we haven't seen the kids in person at all. Right. So yeah. everything, all the work is scheduled there. We find mm-hmm. links things and we put them there. And then when they have some free time to work on there, they just go across and see, okay, what haven't I done yet? And they pick right. a card and they do it and they check it off. And so we'll go and see, oh, you know, it's all checked off. We've they've mm-hmm. run out of work. We need to find them some more some more things to do. Or more likely we go then have a look and go, hmm. yeah. uh-huh. typical, yeah. <laughs> they've got nothing. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we start shouting at them. It's like, what are you doing? Do you want to win or do you not? You know, so mm-hmm. but it's it's very easy to see when no one's done something. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's great. And and really a lot of flexibility. So really, no matter what kind of homeschooling you do. You can organize this, organize your life too. Like you said, we all have to eat. <laughs> and so um, there's lots of different options for um, just organizing everything. So, um, so yeah, so Evernote, Google Sheets, and Trello. Um, Those are my my favorite. And, and Google Calendar, that's the other thing which uh, I do with my kids yes. as they get older. If you're all using Google Calendar or, you know, if you, whatever you're using, use a shared calendar. Mm-hmm. Because yes. Everybody can put their own things on it because mm-hmm. uh, then, uh, then you can have a quick look when someone invites you out. You can have a quick look to see, can you, you and your husband actually go? Is somebody required to take a child somewhere or right. is it going to be no no high schooler back to babysit your other kid or whatever your mm-hmm. reasons are? You can have a quick right. look and see who's where mm-hmm. and, 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 and do that if everybody's keeping up. Of course, you have to get everyone to actually keep up with it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say is, yeah, there's, I, I don't but then you see, but then it's, but then also you, you take away the excuse because then, you know, if somebody hasn't put it on there and you also, if you haven't shared cars with teens, right. yes. <laughs> you know, if they say, well, well, sorry, you know, you didn't, you, but I, I have to go to squash well, or play this or whatever. You say, well, but you didn't put your name down for the car. So it's your own problem. Yeah. It's all on there. And mm-hmm. and the nice thing with Google is that, you know, you can look and see previous versions. So they can't say, well, I had it on there and my sibling took it off because you can actually <laughs> yes. look back to see what happened too. There's a lot of, yeah, it's the same thing when you go shopping and they say, well, why didn't you buy me X, Y, Z? You know, that I, you know, I needed for this. I told you. Mm-hmm. And you can say, yeah, but I'm old. Did you put it on the list? <laughs> I'm like, it's on the list. You get it. You know, mm-hmm. and then it's my problem. If you put it on the list and I didn't bring it back, then I go back to the store. But if you didn't put it on the list, it's not my problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. I, yeah. Those shared calendars and the, the, the lists, I'm definitely, I, I always ask my kids, but then I do forget. So, um, so I'm definitely going to be using that one. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, and it's just like things like Trello, if you've got like, if you've done it once for the week, you know, every week is probably similar you know, right. to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So all you're going in is changing and things a little bit to make it, you're not having to, and that's where it saves you the time and not having to like redo the whole thing on paper. And right. yes, upfront, the first time around might take mm-hmm. you three times as long as when you're right. doing it by hand, mm-hmm. but eventually it's going to be so super quick and you'll wish you'd done it years ago. Yeah. Yep. The, so yeah, it goes back to what you said. The, the sooner you get started, the less behind you'll be. <laughs> 
Right. And as you said, once you leave, once you learn, you know, a few things, they all look fairly similar. Right. And it's just a case of um, getting familiar with it. And what I tend to do is, is, you know, say I just get familiar with the basics and I just use it at a basic level. Mm -hmm. And then normally I don't even move off the basic level, to be honest. (laughs) There there are are basic costs you too. (laughs) That's often true, which is, as I said, I'm cheap. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, there, there is a couple of pieces of software and things I use with my students and things that I have learned sort of ins and outs of. Um, so I'll know everything. But a lot of it, you know, if this, if I kind of think, I wonder if it can do this, then I'll go and mm-hmm. look. But, you know, helps your friend and, and YouTube is your friend. And between the mm-hmm. two, you can figure most things out. Yes. Yeah, that is so true. <laughs> you can find anything there. <laughs> Well, I, I, as we're wrapping up, Meryl, I want, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about Fund to Fund Academy as well as your, your podcast so that our viewers and listeners know where to find you and know uh, the other things that, that you have going on that they can um, definitely check out. Okay, so well, the podcast is literally homeschooling with technology, so it's it's super easy to remember. Yes, and you've got the link up there, and you can find it wherever you get your podcast. You know, it's on Spotify, and you can ask Alexa to play the most recent version, mm-hmm. etc. So it's wherever you get. It comes out every Wednesday, um, nine a.m. So tomorrow, one will drop. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now we've done over a hundred episodes, so you're probably going to find a lot um, of whatever you need. I do cover everything from organization like this and we go into the tools, tools that I really like, like Google Sheets. Mm-hmm. All these ones have their own episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I also do things like, you know, games that you can teach history yeah. from. Um, I've got one coming up on, I think it'll be next week, typing games. Oh. Um, and Peggy, as she said, Peggy came and spoke mm-hmm. on the limitations of tech with special needs students, you know, when to mm-hmm. use it and when not to use it. So sometimes we do talk the more theory side of things. Um, I've done one on digital natives because as, as homeschool parents, we are not digital natives and our kids are. So how to homeschool mm-hmm. digital natives. So we've, we've done things. I've got stuff coming up also on, um, on safety and how do you know if a game's safe or not to play and mm-hmm. how do you go mm-hmm. through that? So I've just got a, I've got um, someone coming to talk on, I've recorded that one already. It's coming up soon. Uh, so there's just like the whole, we talk about using tech to plan your vacations. If it's something that a homeschooler does, it's there. Mm-hmm. I've done one on fitness apps. That was another one recently, huh. you know, to, to add things in um, for you and your kids, for you mm-hmm. as well as your kids. Uh Buying curriculum, how, how to organize your curriculum. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, buying buying curriculum. So I, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's occasionally there'll be things that maybe are paid, but there's nothing that's a lot of paid, but almost everything is still free just because that's what I know. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, you know, how to teach your kids to code, why you should teach your kids to code. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just so many things. Geocaching. We did one on that too. Oh, Anything yes. that's related to mm-hmm. tech um, that might be of use to homeschoolers. Oh, we've got ones on virtual labs, virtual simulations, mm. where you could find all those. So that was our Funda Funda chemistry teacher that's done those ones. Mm. Um, she's a real guru on that. So which takes me to my website. Yeah. So I, as I said, after I was teaching at co-op, it actually sort of started because I was teaching scratch programming and oh, okay. it was actually hard to do it 
in person because there was always one kid that was stuck, one kid that wasn't paying attention, the other kid who was bored because he already mm-hmm. had finished it immediately. Right. <laughs> and I then thought of taking it online so that they could all watch me uh, and stop me and replay me or just move yeah. on faster. So my, our classes are all asynchronous. That's We started like that because of the computers and I've kept it. Mm-hmm. So it's not live, which obviously lacks some things, but on the positive side, it but means that paste it, it really right. lends to our, um, right. So you can, so, you know, kids. you can work in your own hours. It does. We do have deadlines because we found that I know that when my kids have done things that didn't have deadlines, that didn't work either. So, um, and it's graded. So the parent doesn't have to grade either. So the, it is all graded for you. So it's, it's like your sort of, um, online college classes, in fact, we use Canvas as our LMS to actually deliver it. Okay. And so the assignments are all there. The kids work through it. And they do sometimes do group work because I know in the real world they're going to have to learn how to work mm-hmm. virtually with other people. That's also why they need to all stay together. They also get to watch each other's presentations often. I use a thing called Padlet, which is like a big pin board. So they can all pin their work if they like created a video or something and they all go okay. watch each other's. So it's like show and tell in your own time. Mm-hmm. And then they can like each other's and leave comments. I use a thing called Flipgrid as well, which also allows them to watch it's it's an app and leave comments so i use a lot of tech as you can believe um which makes it which which i think you know teens enjoy it also they need to know how to use the tech because it's going to be something they're going to need in their future lives so we use a lot of in Mm -hmm. no tests a couple of the a couple of the classes have tests because I don't teach everything. Obviously, I don't mm. know everything, so I know that our some of our science classes have tests and um, Spanish. I'm not sure if Latin does or not, mm. but many of us don't use tests. We use other ways to check for mastery. Okay. Uh, so everything is graded, but it will be you know create a cartoon strip to show what a day in the life of the president mm. is like. Mm-hmm. And um, create a you know a video explain and explaining this concept in government, um, okay. you know things like that. So there's mm-hmm. there are written assignments. There aren't really long essays. Um, there'll be shorter written assignments, but it's not easier because it's using tech. It's just different. Right. So as I always kind of warned my co-op kids, my middle schoolers think, oh, it's all going to be fun and games because it's very techy. And I'm like, no, it's, this is this is reasonably rigorous. This is rigorous. <laughs> <laughs> These are college prep classes. It's just we use tech, mm. um, you know, both. And it's just cool. Like in geography, you know, you can actually walk the streets of a, of a, of a city and explore. Oh, yeah. You can, um, I mean, just now I was just busy before this going over my history, my U.S. history class and releasing the next module. And it's weird, World War II. And I found an, a place with all the yearbooks during World War II. Oh, wow. um, one yearbook, at least for each state. And oh. so it's really cool to be able to give the kids access and say, go look at your state. Go and look yeah. at what kids your age were mm. putting in their yearbooks during World War II. Mm. And it's very interesting. Hawaii was all about, you know, the fallen comrade, you know, the students who had all, you know, died and things, you know, with mm. the bombing of Pearl Harbor and the people they knew. It's Tennessee, where I'm from, all just seemed to be living life as usual. <laughs> it's kind of, it like, okay, did you guys no one tell you there was a war on? You know? yes. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's it's so easy. It just, you know, opens mm. itself up like that. So that's the kind of tech. It's not, I do use online games. I love games, but the mm-hmm. games are the purpose. 
simulations are great, often really can bring things home to kids. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's just the huge amount of things you can access and, right. and, yeah. and see and the videos you can watch and use TED. I use podcasts too, Planet mm-hmm. Money for econ- Economics, for instance. Hmm. It's just you've got a wealth of different amounts of tech. So that's, yeah. what, that's what we are, asynchronous. And I so say we have um, most of the core t- subjects we now offer um, I'm very picky about my teachers. They have to all understand that learning should be fun. They need to be engaging mm-hmm. um, and rigorous. And we try to relate it to real life. So I don't want any kid to think, why are we learning this? They, they right. need to understand whether it's U.S. history or government or economics or or writing, you know, mm-hmm. that they understand why they're actually doing it and they see the relevance in their lives. Yeah, that's great. And so if you're listening and you don't see the screen, it's funda, fundaacademy.com. And um, I'll put it in the description of the YouTube uh, video so that you can click on it there too. So, yeah. well, thank you so much, Meryl. This was awesome. So much good information. And um, now you have me wanting to go try some new tech. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully um, it's uh, done the same thing for, for our audience and um, it's kind of encouraged you to, to do that too. And if you're listening to the podcast and say, oh, I want to see what that looks like, definitely pop over to our YouTube channel at Sped Homeschool and, and look at that too. So, so you can kind of get an idea of those programs or, you know, go look for somebody else giving a demo of those. <laughs> Right. I mean, there's so many demos. It's really, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. And I would just encourage you to try. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That um, there's, there's just, that's, that's it. You just try and, and um, trying's not going to commit you to anything. And, nope. um, yeah, and it's all free. So you're not spending any money either. So. Exactly. Yeah. That's the most important thing. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this, this was very very insightful. And just thank you so much for, for sharing from your wealth of information, Meryl. I, I definitely appreciate that. And um, it was nice having you as a guest on my show. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So. so next week, we are going to continue talking about organization and homeschooling, but we're going to talk about data tracking. Um, because a lot of kids that have learning struggles, um, we, we try to keep track of data to make sure that they have progress because a lot of states... Um, instead of doing standardized testing, require that we show progress for our students. And so that data tracking is very important. So my guest next week is going to, um, she does tutoring for homeschooled students and she does a lot of data tracking because she teaches students who do struggle and um, teaches special ed. So um, so that'll definitely be some good information there too. So, um, so I just want to thank you all for joining us tonight on Empowering Homeschool Conversations. Again, thank you, Meryl, for um, your time with us and uh, all you had to share. And um, I guess we'll just all see you next week, um, or I will, uh, right here, same time, same place on Empowering Homeschool Conversations. And so um, have an awesome night, and we'll see you then. Good night, everybody. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.